Okay, welcome to church this morning and welcome to what is our series on prayer, looking at prayer, the different forms of prayer. So let's just start with a word of prayer. Gracious, loving God, we give you thanks that we can come and worship you. Gracious God, we give you thanks that we can come and we can hear from your word in just a moment. Lord, I just ask that your Holy Spirit will open our hearts and our minds to hear your word, hear your word afresh and anew for our lives. We just pray this in your holy name. Amen. So our series on prayer has been focusing on the basis that prayer is the work of all believers in Jesus Christ. It's not just a side hustle that we do, but it is actually the thing that is the most important aspect of what we do as Christians. We pray. It gives us a relationship with with our God. It gives us that connection that we need to have with who God is. And just, just so I can remind you what the basis of this is, I'm just going to read to you again, which came up all on the screen in those words that flowed through in our intro, but it comes from Philippians 4, chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. It says, do not worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. There's the key for us. Don't worry about anything, but pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your heart and your minds as you live in Christ Jesus. Such an amazing promise that we have about prayer. And it guides us in what we are meant to be doing in prayer. See, prayer is foundational in the life of every believer of Jesus Christ. If we call ourselves a disciple of Jesus, then we should be praying. Have we got an amen to that? Good. I'm glad people have got that. Yes, yes, this is what we should be doing. Good, good. Because prayer builds us up. Prayer brings us close to God. and, and, And prayer brings us close to those that we pray for. I can't stress the importance Uh, how important prayer is in the life of the believer. Yet, here's the thing. So many of us find it difficult to pray aloud. So many of us find it difficult to to, um, know what to say in prayer. So many of us find it difficult to know the different kinds and styles of prayers that we have. And we tend to just default back into um, asking for God's providence upon our lives. So asking for God's blessing upon us, help us in this moment. This is, you know, we often default back to that. But today I'm going to explore a kind of and a type of prayer that is actually really prevalent in the Bible. And it's a prayer of lament. So a prayer of lament. And when we feel, you know, like life is going really well, it's really for easier for us to pray for, for God's goodness and God's wholeness upon our lives. But when, and, and, and what we do is we tend to have prayers of praise and we tend to have prayers of thanksgiving when life is going well. But, but what happens when life isn't going so well for us? What happens when things are tough? What happens when we need to over, you know, overcome something in our lives? And, and we've got chaos all around us, we've got brokenness, we've got suffering, we've got death. What happens in all of this space? When we're stuck in a space of human vulnerability, what kind of prayer do we bring from that space? So I want, I want us to pray the same as what the psalmist prayed in Psalm 88. 
I'm going to read to you the first seven verses of Psalm 88 and just think about what is happening in this person's life to have to come to this point of, of praying this kind of prayer. Psalm 88, and it says, O Lord, God of my salvation, I cry out to you by day, I come to you at night. Hear my prayers, listen to my cry, for my life is full of troubles and death draws near. I am as good as dead, like a strong man with no strength left. They have left me among the dead and I lie like a corpse in a grave. I'm forgotten, cut off from your care. You've thrown me into the lowest pit, into the darkest depths. Your anger weighs down on me. With wave after wave, you have engulfed me. What a, what a heartfelt prayer. You know, do, do you feel it? See, a prayer of lamentation, a lament. Prayer of lament. I'm getting confused with the book of the Bible just for a moment, but a prayer of lament are prayers that, that come out of pain. And, and, and as I said, they're, they're really common in the Bible. Actually, over one-third of the Psalms are laments about the pain, the suffering, the loss, and coming, speaking out of that space. The book of Job in the Old Testament, you read through that, you will have time and time again when you'll see prayers of lament. Why is God letting this happen to me? The prophets cry out in lament over Israel, over Jerusalem, over the, the people of God wandering away from God. And they lament over that. As I said, the, the, the book of Lamentation is a specific actual instance of the whole book actually crying out to God over the destruction of Jerusalem and, and, and they're just wanting to know why this has happened. How could God... Let this happen. And they lament over this. It's not just a purely an Old Testament thing, you know. In the New Testament, you can see this happening. You can see people crying out to God, for crying out to Jesus. Bartimaeus did this. He said, you know, um, he shouted out to Jesus, Son of David, have pity on me. And where I am. And Jesus himself cried out to God in his prayer before the crucifixion where, where he says, you know, Father... If at all possible, take this cup of suffering away from me. And on the cross, on the cross, Jesus cried out, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? That's a lament. That's a prayer out of the pain and the suffering that is there. But despite all this large presence in the Bible, by and large, the Western church, which is us, have lost what it means to pray this kind of prayer. How many people, little show of hands for those and those online, you can go, yes, I've prayed this. How many people have prayed a prayer of lament in the last year? There's a couple. That's fantastic. But most of us tend not to. We tend to leave this aside. See, lament is like pouring out like crying out to God, like our tears of pain and suffering, we're putting that into prayer. But lament is different to crying. 
Crying is the pain being released from our body, but lament is a form of prayer that allows that pain to be made into words and descriptions for us. It's more than just an expression of our sorrow. It's more than just venting our emotions. Lament is about talking to God about our pain. Lament is about talking to God about our suffering and the suffering in the world. I mean, we have had a year of COVID come and take over the world and people have suffered at the hand of this disease. What bigger time to have a prayer of lament over that space in itself, let alone anything else that's happened in the world? It's about talking to God about what's going on. But here's the thing. Prayers of lament have a very distinct and unique purpose. And it is all about trust. Prayers of lament are turning to God when pain and sorrow tempt us to turn away from God. So let me say that again because it's really key for us. So when we pray a prayer of lament, it's about us actively turning towards God when the pain and sorrow in our life and around us are tempting us to be turned away from God. We choose to turn to God, not turn away from God in times of suffering and pain. It's this kind of prayer that we pour our, our, our fears, our frustrations, our sorrows for the purpose to help us to be, you know, to renew our confidence in God in this space. Now, I'm going to turn to another psalm. I'm going to turn to Psalm 13. So if you've got your Bibles with you, I just want to encourage you to just jump in and and pull up Psalm 13, whole six verses here. So it's not long, but it's going to give us an indication of of how we pray a prayer of lament. This is a prayer of lament, and you can break it down into four distinct stages. I'm going to look at each of those four stages of what a prayer of lament is all about and how we put it into practice for ourselves. So the first thing is we turn to God. We turn to God. Where does our prayer start? It starts with God, doesn't it? It, it, we, We need to address God in that space. Even in the times of suffering and pain, We choose to turn to God and we we actually put that in phrase. So Psalm 13 verse 1 says, O Lord, how long will you forget me? Forever? How long will you look the other way? Notice what they're doing right there. They're addressing God, but there's some suffering and pain. But it's being addressed to God. It's not starting with yourself. It's still starting with God. Oh God, oh Lord, how long will you forget me forever? How long will you look the other way? So when we're in our pain, amidst the pain and suffering, it is really easy for us to choose to turn away from God rather than turn towards God. But here we choose to talk to God about what is happening in our life. It's a really distinct, purposeful moment for us to do this. It's an active and deliberate choice. In all things, we turn towards God, in the good, in the bad, 
in the celebrations, in the sorrow, in the pain, the crying, in the laughter, the joy, we turn to God. doesn't matter what it is, we turn to God and we come to God in prayer. The second thing that we do is we actually, and you'll notice this in the psalm, is that we bring our complaint to God. So we turn to God and then we bring our complaint to God. It's almost universal across all prayers of of lament. You'll find them in the Psalms, you'll find them in the prophets, you'll find them in, in the New Testament where when we see the laments that there is a complaint. There is something that we see in our life that has gone wrong, there's a problem that we see that we're feeling the pain, we're feeling the hurt, and we bring that complaint not out into the world but into God. So here's what it says in Psalm 13, verse 2, and it says this, How long must I struggle with anguish in my soul? How long must I struggle with anguish in my soul, with sorrow in my heart every day? How long will my enemy have the upper hand? There's the complaint. How long am I going to have this anguish and pain and sorrow sitting in my life, God? How long must I endure this? How long will those enemies, those people who who want to pull down Jerusalem, who want to attack me from all places, how long will they continue to look like they're having the upper hand? A complaint. We bring it to God. And, And here's the thing. It's not about anger. It's not about vengeance. It's about humbly bringing what is grieving us to God. See, so often when we have pain and suffering, what we tend to do is we lash out in anger. We lash out and, and to all of those around us. This is, says, let's take it and let's bring it to God, even though God is the God of the universe and everything, and yet we realise God cares for each and every one of us and actually wants to hear what pains us, what grieves us, what suffers us. God wants to hear that in prayer. And so instead of coming with anger and rage, we come humbly and go, this is what is grieving my soul, Lord. This is what is causing me pain, and we bring it to God. It's the heartfelt question. It's the deep frustration that's turning inside of us we bring it to God. So we, we turn to God and, and we bring our complaint and then we ask boldly for help. We ask boldly for help. We seek God's help in the pain and the suffering and the heartache and we seek that through faith. So it says in verses 3 and 4, it says this, Turn and answer me, O Lord my God. Restore the spark to my eyes or I will die. Notice what he's saying? I I want your help. I want you to restore me. And if you don't, I'm, I'm going to suffer so much that I will die. Don't let my enemies gloat saying, we have defeated him. Don't let them rejoice at my downfall. So he's saying, this is the help that we want. I want God, I want you to help in this situation. Your providence, your divine grace upon my life, your direction in my life, I want this to happen. See, the thing is, when we're in sorrow, 
when we're in pain, and if we don't bring it to God for help, then that what happens is if we don't bring our pain, if we don't bring our suffering in healthy ways to God through prayer, then it, it often leads us to just giving up and letting go. If we don't bring to God for help in the suffering and the pain that we have, then it's really easy for us to fall into despair. So when we don't bring it and ask for help, we fall into despair and we go, there's no hope. How can anything ever change? But you've never asked for anything to ever change. Have you noticed that? If you don't ask, it will never be given. You need to ask God for help in the situation and the things that are happening in your life and in the world around us. The other thing, the other side of this, is if we don't ask, the other part that is, is bad for us is if we don't ask, we'll fall into despair. Or even worse, if we choose not to ask and we choose just to deny what's going on, then we say everything is fine when in fact everything is falling apart. We continue to go down the road of giving up on everything. We cannot gloss over what is paining us, what is hurting us. We need to be open. We need to be honest with our Lord and our maker. We bring ourselves into, into prayer and especially into prayer of lament that invites us into a space where we put faith in God into action. It's easy to you know, have fair weather faith when we can actually do things without an issue because life is going well. But when life is tough, when pain is there, this is when we need to come and we need to pray and to seek hope in God's promise in our lives. Ask God for that help within us. So to pray a prayer of lament, we, we first of all, we turn to God and then we bring our complaint to God and then we boldly, in his name, seek for God's help within the situation and then we choose to trust we choose to trust in God. It's not about just naming. This kind of prayer is not just about naming what's going on, not about complaining, not just about seeking that, but it's about turning the corner and trusting in God's will for your life, trusting in God once more. And let's hear what the psalmist said in here. So Psalm 13, verses 5 and 6, and it says, But I trust in your unfailing love. I will rejoice because you have rescued me. I will sing to the Lord because he is good. Notice this. This prayer is not being said in the good times. This prayer is being said in the pain. And what does the psalmist choose to do? The psalmist chooses to rejoice. The psalmist chooses to sing to the Lord. The psalmist chooses to trust in God. For all these things. This is, this is really big. In the midst of pain, can we make that choice ourselves? Can we choose to rejoice in God's promises all of our lives? See, prayer and praying like this helps us to renew our commitment in faith in God. Praying like this helps to navigate the brokenness of our life and of the world around us that is full of turmoil. So we're going to come into a time when we're going to pray together. We, we, we've said this is always a time and we want to encourage you to pray. 
So in church, in the building, I'm going to encourage you to join with one or two other people and have a moment when we pray, when we pray for the, the broken things in our life, when we pray for the broken things in our world, when we bring our prayer of lament to God. And if you're online, I want to encourage you to, to pray as well. If you've got people around you and you're watching together, please pray together this prayer. But if you, if you are online yourself and you just... You want to come and you want to bring a prayer, you can always request prayer on the, our church online platform. You can push that I, I, I want prayer button, request prayer button. Or if you're on Facebook on, or, or any of those platforms that we're on, just put it in the chat. Say, I need help, I need prayer, and we will pray with you. We'll pray for whatever situation is affecting you in your life. Because prayer is powerful. Prayer is important. Prayer is the work of the believers in Jesus Christ. So let's just come and let's just pray together. Let me just draw you together as we just pray together this prayer. Oh God, hear our cries. Hear the voice of your people. Do not turn away from us. For disease rages on, destruction mounts. Where are you, O Lord? The gap between rich and poor continues to grow ever wider. Where are you, Lord? Injustice remains for the indigenous. Where are you, Lord? People suffer, struggle, and there seems no end in sight. Where are you, Lord? Help us, O Lord, to find you in the words and the actions of those who proclaim peace. Help us to find you in the faces and the lives of the poor. Help us to find you to be ready to welcome whatever your disguise. O Lord, give us compassion that we might open our hearts to those in need. To help us to serve them and be served. To love them and find love. To know them and to know you. Lord, may we sing praises to you. For you are the way maker, the miracle worker, the promise keeper. You are our light in the darkness. And my God, that is who you are. You are my all. You're my everything. And in you I trust. I turn to you, O oh God, today. And we just ask that you be with us all the days of our lives. Amen.